0: The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. In this podcast, we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is...
1: Victoria Bono. I am a year four teacher in a large junior school on the south
2: coast and I am the host of the podcast Tiny Voice Talks. And I'm Helen. I'm a teacher currently in a mixed reception year one class um, teaching in Buckinghamshire.
0: And today we are planning lessons in geography with a stupendously silly folktale from Russia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Fish in the Forest. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an e-book or paperback illustrated by the magnificent Mario Guello, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time. There are even some tips there for telling the story yourself and a whole heap of resources to go with the lesson ideas we're about to discuss, as well as extra lesson ideas that we maybe didn't have time to fit into this podcast. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Toria here as we move into some geography. Um, Helen, would you like to kick us off with some geography for ages four to seven?
2: I absolutely would. Um, We are starting naturally with a map.
0: (laughs) And and Um, that's naturally because this is Helen, not just because it's geography. Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. So um, of course, I love map making. Map, map making. Map making. Just love I saying it. Just just love I just hearing love you saying say it. it. Map 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 <laughs> 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 map. Um, we're going to start with creating to start with a map of the area that where we think the farmer and his wife live. Mm. So looking at the physical features and the human features. You know, their farm would be a a human feature, and what other human features would be around? Yeah. Um, the marketplace and all of these things. They create an elaborate map of where the story takes place, looking at the geographical features that would be found there. And then looking at symbols. So generally in the early, early years, we draw maps with pictures. So you just use pictures of of what the features are. And then as you're heading towards sort of year two, you're starting to look at symbols so that the children could create a symbol for each of the things the farmer is hiding hmm. so it might just be a little fish symbol um so really really basic symbols and then place them on the map where he's hidden them and then adding in other things that he could hide and giving them their own symbols yeah so i love using with the slightly older children um os maps and looking at the symbols hmm. the children find them fascinating i mean who wouldn't find maps <laughs> fascinating and um, so you teach them what the symbol is comparing the a real photo of something to a symbol and why they might be used so that across you know across all maps we know what we're looking at
1: Mm.
2: um and so they then create their own symbols for what they're hiding around the map um, and place them onto their map um, and create a little key and add a compass and then you've got a beautiful map for the wall yeah. that will stay up forever.
0: <laughs> In fact, for Friend. anyone who has just joined the the podcast, maybe from this episode, um, we, we, we should point out that Helen is such a map fan that um, we're, she's, we're recording this um over the internet. Um so she's um at home at the moment and we can we can see that she decorates her room with maps with as maps. well. So yeah, yes. definitely a map fiend.
2: A beautiful world map. I genuinely don't think I teach any topic without including a map somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
2: they're just I just think they're wonderful and i don't know why
0: well they are so versatile uh yes, you know exactly. they're, they're such a brilliant metaphor for all sorts of different things you know we have story maps and you, maps are a way of presenting data as well so you have it uh, as an element in uh, maths and science um so yeah it's, it's, it's one of the most rudimentary yeah. forms of literacy as well isn't it trying to direct yeah. people to a particular place so oh,
2: and then of course i can't believe i didn't think of this you can make a treasure map you can do treasure mapping a your school. Um, One one (laughs) of the requirements, I think one of the geography requirements is to do with your school grounds. Hmm. So using and creating maps of your school grounds so actually that's a very very real way of of using using a map in that the children can create uh, they can either create a map of the school grounds with your help yeah. um, I've, with the early years with key stage one, it takes quite a lot of support You, you give them an outline mm. and then you go, you walk around and say, "Oh what can you see? Where would that be on your map walk around what can you see where would that be on your map um, or give them a map that you've created of the school grounds and get them to go on a treasure hunt so very real use for a map
0: yeah, fantastic.
2: I think that's more maps than I usually talk about, actually. And you, then the other activity I thought we could look at is sort of rural, rural living. So Ooh. I thought it would be interesting to learn about the life of a modern mm. farmer. Mm. Um, and again, you can bring in geographical features of this. You know, do they live in the countryside versus a city versus a town versus a village? So you could you could spend a bit of time, if you wanted, looking at where different people live, mm. and, and then focusing on the day to day life of a farmer, um, and maybe even comparing it to to the life of someone that lives in a city with a job, a very city-based job. I don't know what that would be because I don't know much about cities.
0: <laughs> could you use it as an opportunity to look at city farms though? Because there, there are more of oh, those yes. popping up.
2: Mm. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? So you could compare some, yes, a, a big, a large scale um, turnip farm, for example, mm. with with a city farm and how they're managing to use the space there and who who runs it. And so I thought that would be, it would be a good opportunity to look at different, where different people live within within our country slash county yeah. that you're in, where different people live, their different homes, their different lives. And yes, compare it with the opposite, with a very different way of life. Mm. It's funny,
1: when I'd originally planned it out, I hadn't thought of this. And then the discussion that we had during the PSHCE episode about, you know, do we discuss the war with our children? Mm. Um actually reminded me of a really useful discussion I had with mine, which was geographically based, which was very much about Russia today and the Soviet Union and how it changed yeah. and it was actually the children loved it sounds bizarre but they loved looking at the maps, they loved looking at the various not countries bizarre. Not, no not bizarre <laughs> not at all not bizarre well, not but bizarre. Bizarre. what was really what was really interesting was it was very much I mean I, I've got to fess up and say that my degree is in Russian and so mm. oh. and I, I love Russian history that's why you spent um, some time because, there then right. yes it is, yeah. that is indeed so I find the whole history of Russia and how it became the Soviet Union and then the dissolution and so on, all of that fascinating. And actually for the children, it's really interesting looking at the maps and understanding. So when I explained to my children what was going on with Ukraine and Russia, and I explained the history behind it, and then they looked at the maps, it was really interesting because it suddenly gave them an insight into why these things were happening and what was Mm. going on. Mm. And I think it's a really, from my point of view, it would be such a good opportunity to share maps of Russia and of the Ukraine, etc., um, the old Soviet Union with the children, explain what's going on, um, and actually give them a really good understanding of how history impacts on our modern day. Yeah. And actually how that also, because coming back to maps... How it changes maps, because I think maps are fascinating the way they are continually evolving, yeah. Yeah. and that actually a map from when I was a child sadly is completely and utterly outdated nowadays, mm. so you know that's very much it was it was a lesson that I did with my children in a sense quite accidentally, following on from the from when the war started, mm. and actually it it was a really powerful lesson I would say the children found it invaluable
0: and it's also a good lesson for exploring I guess it's PSHE coming back to again but uh, the Mm. impact that humankind has on um, the shape of the world yeah uh, drawing these boundaries which which don't exist in nature You know, we put the boundaries there. But sometimes Mm. they might use the lines that are drawn out by nature to have as a guideline. Like, obviously, we've got the the English channel over here. But um, quite often, they are entirely artificial. Yeah. That's sadly all we have time for today, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at teach happily. Or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, the farmer and his wife will help us create some art. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio. cheerio! And, and we, we hope hate to, to hear, hear your story, story. soon.